0: To their classes this morning. I'm completely unsure where to start after that, but that's kind of our normal here at Kings Fire Church. We appreciate you if you're here today. If you're a guest here today, hopefully you're still here and we didn't scare you away. We have said from day one. We were told that you need coordinates. You need two two markers to define your ministry. We decided right from the very beginning that. Our markers were these two things. First and foremost, without any apology, without any, we don't feel the need to explain his presence, we just do. But that's it. The first marker is the presence of God the Holy Spirit with us. Amen. The Bible was very clear Jesus is in heaven, seated with the Father. He told his disciples this, but he said, Don't worry, guys. I'm going to send someone to be with you in my place. He will be the Holy Spirit, He will be the comforter. It's amazing to me that we can have we can talk about God the Father Jesus, the Son. but when it comes time to talk about the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden we need six different denominations to be able to touch the subject. <laughs> Isn't that just like the enemy to divide us over the one common thing that we have to have in order to have the power of God at work in our lives the Holy Spirit, not not just a Holy Spirit or junior Holy Spirit but The one who hovered over the water and simply responded to the voice of the Creator when He spoke and caused the things that were in the Creator's heart to be made manifest on earth. Is there anybody that needs things made manifest in your life here on earth by the Spirit that's here with us as He hovers over and is within us as the Father continues to speak and give leading? I'm just just amazed at His presence this morning. I'm so blessed by the sense that He's here with us, but also just the promise that He's here with us. And I, I know some people are comfortable at the back, but one of these Sundays before it fills up, you ought to just sit a couple rows back so you can hear the sound of these children really just, I mean, maybe you can hear them back there too, I don't know. But up here, it's just so, it's surreal. It feels heavenly. It feels like, as we sang, heaven come to earth. Heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven is going to be a very youthful sound. You know, there's not going to be, we'll all be millions of years. Well, they won't keep track of time anymore, but we'll all be without time. We'll be ancient heaven, But the sound, I'm convinced that the sound of heaven will be a very youthful sound when we join our voices together and praise him. I'm just blessed that you're here today. We have a great privilege today. We have our brother, Pastor Oscar, from Overland Missions coming from Zambia to to bring the word with us this morning. We're super blessed by that. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a powerful time of ministry. And uh, the second marker, I just want to finish what I started. Our first marker is the value of the presence of the Lord. And how we will never do anything that quenches his ability to be here with us. We're never going to say, well, that's, maybe it's too loud, and it might be too loud for some. Maybe it's, worship's a little too long, and it may be too long for you. But we're going to go with what we feel the Spirit leading us so that when we're in worship and when we're bringing the Word, we're bringing what the Bible says, and we're bringing what his Spirit leads us into in our worship. And so that's the, that's the one coordinate that we have. The other one is the value of our guests. We're the body of Christ. If you're a part of this church, if you're a part of any church, you're a part of the body of Christ. You have joined in with what the Bible calls the bride of Christ. Amen. His body of believers, it's not a building, it's a group of people that he's coming back for. He's not coming back to bring cathedrals to heaven. He's got it. Or he already went to build that ahead of time. He's coming back to bring the people that he lives inside of to go and worship in those places. He's done the building part. We're now the place where he lives and he's coming back for a bride. And so if we're in that place, wonderful, but there are those who are still out in this world that God wants to add daily to those who are a part of that that group of believers called the Bride of Christ. And so those are our two markers, the value of God's presence and the value of those folks who would come and wish to be joined that God would add to become part of the body of believers. That's not Kingsfire Church, it's not a Methodist Church, it's not a Catholic Church, it's just those who have Christ, received his forgiveness for their sin and have invited Holy Spirit to live inside them. Um that's, that's the bride of Christ. And we're so blessed that we've probably got a mix here this morning. And uh, we're glad that everyone's here because I know you're going to be blessed by the word that's about to come. Uh, we're just so grateful. I feel like this year is going to be a year marked by praise and gratitude. I think those are two things that in the midst of storm we find Man, when praise rises up, I don't know if you could feel it this morning. I know some, they tell me you can be in the presence of the Lord and not sense that there's anything going on. And I do remember those days in my own heart, there were certain times when my heart had grown cold and I'd be in a worship service and I could just nitpick it apart and say this is this and that's that. But man, when you give your life to Christ and you're in that place where his presence is just ministering and his his presence is filling the sound of the praises of his people, you just can't help but feel that. And so I just... I don't know how to add to that, and I just hope that if if you've sensed that, that you're grateful, that there's something in your heart of just, Lord, thank you, that whatever I had to go through to be here, I'm just so glad I'm here. I don't know about you. Are you glad you're here this morning? Okay. Just making sure. I'm glad you're here. The Lord's glad you're here. But there's people out there that need to know there's room. We're pretty full this morning, but there's still some empty seats. There's still room. The Lord has a community that He desires to use us to be a part of reaching. And it's just through our it's sometimes it's just through our gratitude. It's our thankfulness in the midst of everyone else's complaining. It's our praise in the midst of everyone else just grumbling. That's gonna be our markers this year. We're gonna you really dig into that this this winter and spring because I know there's a there's a move of the Lord's spirit that's just we heard about it this morning. Pastor Rich and Diane up here and I know the class downstairs, the supernatural class, we we share notes afterwards. We don't share notes before but afterwards we're talking, we realize we're using the same scriptures, the same spirit that is leading people in supernatural training downstairs is leading people in an understanding of what he's prophetically about to do by the presence of himself. His glory is just where he is and just our sister Diane just went through some of the timeline of how it is that we believe there's a very unique special deposit of God's glory here in Kings Fire Church and it's not because of any of us it's not because of me or anything else it has to do with the fact that God always follows through on his promises and they're not just for this generation they're for the next generation and the next generation for a thousand generations that's why I'm so blessed by this, to see the success of our children and their spiritual growth I hope, you're, I hope you're willing to sacrifice and be a part of that because our future looks a whole lot like youth ministry and young adult ministry and children doing amazing things for Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're just, we're just, it just thrills my heart to know that that's, that's part of who we are. But just be bold. Children, you guys too. You're going to have friends that have no clue. They've already been so confused by what they've been taught at school. They don't even know which end is up sometimes. And we have to be willing to be that, that light for them. It's all of us. We can all find one person. One of the greatest messages I've ever heard was the person who mentored me, Pastor Von Gerald, talk about how we can all reach one. Just think, that, don't make it, you, I'm not an evangelist, I can't reach out. just reach one. Find one person, we'll instantly need two services. Think about it. Let the Lord speak to you. Who is that person? I just love the ministry that uh, Pastor Oscar's a part of. In, in, uh, in Africa. He was Zambia for a while. Now it's just spreading throughout Africa. And he's I'm not going to try to uh, abbreviate and tell you that story. I'm going to let him do it because he does a much better job at it. Uh, but we're just so blessed to have him with us to know that there's many generous hearts who've sown into uh, this young man's life through Overland Missions. Um, and there's going to be opportunity for you to do that again. He's got testimonies of what uh, the generosity of this house has, has brought into his ministry and into the kingdom. And there will be opportunity again to continue to consider before the Lord, humbly before the Lord, how is it that we sow into our brother? Brother, why don't you come, get this thing out of my hand so that I can uh, give you as much time as possible. <laughs> God bless you.
1: Uh, Pastor George, Pastor Elaine, I am honored to be here Honored to stand before this great family. I feel like this is my church. Like I belong here. So I feel like I'm back home. I feel like I was on the (laughs) (laughs) feels like I was on the mission field and now I'm back home. That's exactly how it feels like and so glad to see the smiling faces in here. And God is so good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Thank you for the support that I get from this church. It has really been helpful in terms of spreading the gospel. For those of you that don't know me, maybe you just walked in today. Or oh, you were not here the last time I was here. Pastor Josh is just mentioning... His mentor, the man that discipled him, Von Gerald, saying, just find one person and just reach out to one person. Pour yourself into that person, and that person is going to reach out to somebody else. Well, a long time ago, Von Gerald picked up a man out of New York and went to Africa with him. That young man decided to stay in Africa and not come back. And he married an African woman. And together they raised disciples. And the disciples they raised, raised me up. So that one person from New York that Von Gerrold took to Africa, decided to stay in Africa. And I am part of the harvest that you guys, New Yorkers, (laughs) sowed to Africa. Amen? Hallelujah. To God be the glory. I So, I make jokes sometimes when I'm preaching, but it makes you feel easy. So I asked Pastor Josh if I could send pictures, and he told me send them to Projector at... Oh, you have it? I was wondering, because I never got a reply. I just oh. sent the pictures. <laughs> and... And there was no reply from the media team. Uh-oh. So I was like, uh, well, maybe they don't have the pictures. Maybe they don't have the pictures. So I also want to say, bring greetings from Phil and Sharon, uh, president and vice president of Overland Missions, founders of Overland Missions. I also bring greetings from Joe and Lily Colucci. Yeah. They told me to let you guys, that uh, they're going to see you soon, very soon. Not as soon as Jesus said he was coming and it has taken so long. (laughs) They're they're definitely going to see you soon. (laughs) I bring greetings from my sisters. I have two beautiful sisters. And if I were married, I would bring greetings from my wife. But I'm not. So I bring greetings from my two sisters. And yeah. Pastor Josh has has said I work with Overland Missions. And my ministry specifically is to traditional leaders, like monarchies in, in Africa. So those of you that have not been to Africa, Africa has two parallel uh, forms of governance, government. We have the political side where we vote people in. And then we also have the traditional way where people, the king is born into that position. And he's not voted in. So... Basically, if you live under him, your opinion doesn't matter. His opinion matters. Like, he's, he's a king. He's a ruler. And, and doing ministry in those places actually uh, brings the Bible to reality, honestly, because God is king. Yeah. And, and when you see the earthly subjects submit and respect and honor their earthly king, you just see how we need to honor our God who is the king of kings, who is the lord of lords. Yeah. And and it's really a joy to be part of this great ministry throughout Africa. Uh, first picture, Jack. Oh, so... The furthest man there is a president of Zambia, current president. The next guy is... His name is Mfumu. He is the head of the Council of Chiefs in Africa. Mm. So some of you think Africa is a country. It's it's not a country. (laughs) It's a continent. (laughs) It's got so many countries. (laughs) I come from Zambia, and other people come from different parts. There's West Africa. There's North Africa. And so that guy right there is the king of the Council of Kings in Africa. And that's his wife. And then that's the Grand Chief of North America, Matthew Kuhn. So in October last year, Overland Missions organized this event. We called it the King of Kings event. It was an event to honor the kings of Africa. Initially, it was to honor our Zambian chiefs, Zambian kings. Uh, The Bible says, Revelation 1, verse 5, that Jesus is the ruler among the kings of the earth. And really it was an opportunity to bring these people together, the kings of Zambia, bring them in a room and allow them to worship and submit and acknowledge the king of kings who is Jesus. And, 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 and so there's about 250 chiefs in Zambia. And so our plan was to gather these 250 chiefs and their wives and, and their families to honor the king of kings and just to submit. And then the kings in Africa got wind of this event, and they said, hey, we want to be part of it. They called our leadership and said, hey, we want to be part of this. We want to be part of this. And this guy, the second guy there, the, the, the head of that council, was able to bring about 55 kings from 35 African countries. So we had, we had about over 300 kings, chiefs, monarchies, princes in one place, in one building, where every one of them said, Jesus is the king of kings. Every one of them honored Jesus and said, yes, we know we are kings. And our position was really granted by him. It is him who places them in, in those positions. So the next picture, I have to look at it because I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's um, a king seated in, in, on his throne. This is one of our visits when we visit the king. You remember I said my ministry is to the chiefs. Yeah. So when, when he opens his door to you, you are a visitor, you go before him, his counsel of elders sits around him and they are there as you share the gospel with him as you pray for him they're seated right there and 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 that's one of the meetings so we visit every palace every chiefdom and we sit down with the chief share the gospel with them and the gospel actually touches their council as well yeah. it touches their their advisors yeah. and 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 not only do we preach the gospel to them but we show these kings that in the Bible, kings had spiritual advisors. And a spiritual advisor was like a prophet to them. And so we share with them and we tell them, King, you actually need a spiritual advisor. We know you have advisors, but you also need like a man of God that can come beside you, that can pray for you, that can, 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 can disciple you, that can, can just be of help. You know kings are, are humans too. And they carry a load on their shoulders, and sometimes they don't know who to confide in. They don't know who to look at, to, to look up to. And uh, the, the people we train for them, we call them chaplains. So these are men and women of God that come alongside them to minister to them. The fun thing is that the chief picks this person by themselves. The condition is that that person has to be born again, must be respected by the chief, And the community must respect them as well. And the chief must have confidence in them, be able to confide in them. And so when they send these people to us, we train them and launch them back. And so when this person goes back to his chiefdom, not only is he going to minister to the chief, but he's also going to preach and promote unity in the body of Christ. Amen. He's going to disciple others and bring them alongside him, to minister to the chief, minister to the king. And how many of you know that when the leader of a community gives their life to Jesus, acknowledges Jesus, acknowledges God, and honors God, then the whole community follows suit because they see it in their leaders. Amen? The children that we just prayed for here, I'm telling you, they see it in each one of us. And that's why it's important that during worship, you actually worship God because they see it in you and they learn. And when they grow up, they can never run away from it. Next. That's another, another chief. So you can see the chiefs, are actually their statuses are different. Some of them have some money. So like the other one has a building built for him, for his palace. But others are kind of poor in a way. And they just have one poor looking throne. But, (laughs) I mean, it's just different from the other (laughs) one. (laughs) They're still king, yes. Next. And sometimes we have breakdowns. because not all the roads are paved actually i think every palace doesn't have a paved road paved roads are only in the cities so we drive around in the bushes and we we break down and 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 fix <laughs> the breakdown <laughs> next that's another king who's, who is well-to-do, obviously, and that's his big throne. He calls himself the lion king, actually. So he's got a lion just below him. <laughs> uh, next. And so, remember I said we train men and women of God who come alongside the chief to advise the chief. This is how much we have trained in Zambia over the past five years. <laughs> so these guys attended the King of Kings event because they came along with their kings who attended the, the conference. So that's how much we have trained and continue to train. And these guys are making disciples as well. Uh, next picture, please. And so these are the kings from around Africa that attended the conference. So the 35 countries of Africa are represented among these. I got a picture outside. We have this guy here, the king from Egypt. Can you imagine? And he sent us friend requests and, and he actually reposts most of the things we post. And that's like amazing. Next pick. And so we handed out Bibles to every chief and every king that attended the conference and some of them were like especially those that came from Muslim countries, they were like, I've never seen a Bible before actually. And so we handed Bibles to everyone that attended. Next. And so the event was held in this iconic African building made by the Chinese. Obviously bugged. We think it's got microphones that tell the Chinese what, what we're discussing in there. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next, Jack. And that's our camping. When we go to visit the chiefs, we camp in the bush, the side of the road. Next. So that is Trinity. That's the track that you guys gave into. And she's been very helpful. She's been to Zimbabwe. She's been up north to Congo, and she's done a lot of Maos, uh, just doing ministry with me and other Zambians. So that really added velocity to what we've been doing. Amen. Thank you so much. Next picture, I think that should be the last one, probably. Is there another one? Oh, that's it? Yeah. So... I, I hope I was clear. My African friends now turned American, Adele and Norman I hear. I hope I was clear, right? African, we were clear. I'm also, I just want to mention, I'm honored to have Michelle in our midst right now. Michelle came to Africa 20 years ago. I was a teenager. I was a little boy and now I'm a man. We haven't seen each other for 20 years. And I said, I'm a man now. I'm not that boy you found. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so glad to have you, Michelle. She heard I was going to be at King's Fire. And she's like, Hey, I want to see you. I want to be part of the service. And here she is. We bless God. Amen. <laughs> So once again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement. And thank you for your finances. Amen. I'll quickly have us go to the book of John chapter 4. I'll be very quick. I have a short message. And as you're going to the book of John number 4, as we were worshiping, I heard God say, I don't know who coined this phrase, but it really feels great, and, and it is true, that God breaks chains, he doesn't break promises. So this is for somebody in here, or somebody that may be watching, and God is saying to you, he breaks chains, he doesn't break promises. I don't know what it is that he promised you, he will watch over the promise to perform it. He said to Abraham, and Sarah, I will return according to the time of life, and you will have a baby. And Sarah had a baby. Of course, she laughed. She thought, my God, how possible? Can this be true? And Abraham laughed as well. But he came through with his promise. Amen? John chapter 4 is a story of a woman at a well. I'm not so good with sermon titles, and I don't have one for myself, but if I was to make one, I would say I want to talk about the whale experience. Hearing what God is doing through King's Fire and just sitting in the down, uh, downstairs class with Pastor David And hearing about the supernatural, the testimonies that are going on, I watch you usually. And last year, I think I was upstairs here when I came. Pastor Rich and Diane, wonderful teachers of the word. It's, I know God is doing great things. And what I'm going to talk about is not something new. It's just something that I believe adds to whatever is going on at the moment. And these are simply reminders uh, picked out of this story of this woman at the well. And I hope that they will bless you and you'll be blessed. This is what God has just been reminding me of beginning the end of last year and getting into this year. This is what I've seen God just moving around me and and reminding me. My text is very long. I'm going to jump up and down and, and... but you can read it in your own spare time. It begins at verse 4, and it ends at 42, but we'll only read about nine of those chapters, <laughs> verses. It says, Now it was necessary that Jesus should go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being exhausted from his journey, sat down by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came there to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? Don't you know that we have no dealings between us, I mean the Jews and the Samaritans? Jesus obviously says to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, he would have given you living water. I love to add a little drama to, to scripture. And 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 I I just love to imagine myself sitting there, and I see Jesus and this woman having this conversation. And 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 so the woman obviously says to him, Well, you. Have nothing to draw with. And he says to her, well, whoever drinks of this water in this world will thirst again. But if you drink the water that I give you, you will not thirst. And the woman says, well, I think I'll kind of like that. Like, can I have this water so I don't have to come back again? Jesus says to her, go call your husband. And she says, I have no husband. And he says, yeah, that's right. Then she says, I think you're a prophet. You just read my mail. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they they switch to worship. They Jesus says to her, Time is coming and time has come. The true worshippers will worship God in spirit and in truth. And she says to him, Yeah, I think I'm actually I'm a bit religious. I understand that that Christ will come and tell us. More things, and Jesus says, "I who speak to you right now, am Christ." And the Bible says she drops her water pot, and runs into her village, and calls out, calls men there, and says to them, "Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ?" And the Bible says the whole village was gathered to Jesus Christ. And and and. As the woman left her water port, apparently his disciples actually arrived. The disciples of Jesus arrived at the scene and asked him to eat. And he told them, well, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And they began to wonder, well, maybe, maybe this woman gave him a burrito or something. I'm just imagining. This is me imagining. So, he says to them, guys, the harvest is ready. And, and he says to them, others have labored. And I'm sending you to reap where others have labored. And a couple of things I pick from these texts. About three things that I pick out. Number one is just a reminder for each one of us. Is that we are called to know the love of Christ. Ephesians three verse nineteen. We can read it. Ephesians three nineteen. So exciting to see these scriptures come alive just in this text. Ephesians 3.19 says, And to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mark that. He did not say, For God so loved the church... It did not say, for God so loved your prayer group. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We are called to know the love of Christ. And what did the love of Christ do? The love of God gave. The love of God gives. Jesus gave his time to this woman. The love of God qualifies the unqualified. Colossians 1 verse 12 tells us that giving thanks to the Father who has made us meet to be partakers. He qualifies the unqualified. This woman, when she went to the well this day, she was just a Samaritan woman. Ostracized. Because she goes to the well... Midday. The other women go to the well in the morning and in the evenings when it's cool. But this is a woman that is lonely, obviously, and judged and condemned. And you see through the scriptures that actually Jesus exposes her shame, but she feels his love. Yes. She had had so many husbands. And probably looking at herself and saying, I don't qualify. I'm not worthy. God will never have time for me. And there are people right now, some that are watching, that think God doesn't have time for you. His love has time for you. Yes. Yes. He was on his way to the grocery store with his disciples, but he decided to turn, have a little detour. His disciples didn't even know about it. He went to the well because he knew that this lonely woman was going to be at the well. His love knows how to locate us, every one of us wherever we are. Luke 19 talks about Jesus sending his two disciples. He says, go to this place and you will find a donkey tied. You loose it and bring it to me. And when somebody asks you, why are you loosing the donkey? Tell them the master has need of it. How did Jesus know there was a donkey there? How did he know? His love locates us. So the king in 1 Samuel 9, we see how his father's donkeys are lost. And the father sends him to look for donkeys. And suddenly he bumps into the prophet. And the Bible tells us that a The day before Saul appeared, before Samuel, the Lord had said to Samuel, Tomorrow around this time, I will send you a man whom you should anoint as king. Saul was just going about his business, looking for his father's donkeys. Had no idea that he was going to come back with a kingdom. This woman woke up, just decided to go to the well. Jesus knew where she was going to be. Amen? So we are called to know this love. His love, Philippians 2 verse 7 tells us that Jesus emptied himself, took upon himself the form of a servant. And in our text, we see his love expressed. To This woman, Jesus comes down, wants to drink from the jar that this woman is using. Isn't that a picture of God himself, the creator, coming down and making his hands dirty to create each one of us? A clean God coming down, touching dirt, and creating every one of us. So number one, we are called to know the love of Christ. His love gives, his love locates us, and knows our joys and our hurts. And his love qualifies the unqualified. The next thing we see in this particular text is that we are called to fellowship with Christ. First Corinthians 1, verse 9 says, God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship, to the fellowship of his Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it is therefore our duty to grow in revelation. Where do we see this in our text? When this woman meets Jesus, she says to him, you are a Jew. They continue talking and talking and talking and talking. And as they talk, well, suddenly Jesus is elevated from just being a Jew to being a prophet. Wow, you're a prophet. And by the end of the conversation, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. And she's run off into the community to call people to Jesus. She grew in revelation of who he was. When she just met him, he was just a Jew. But as she sat with him, listened to him, communed with him, she came to a conclusion that he is the Messiah. Amen? She came to the conclusion that he is a Messiah. My note says, let us seek precious communion with our Lord and be one with him. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Jesus said to Martha, your sister has chosen that one thing which will not be taken away from her. And it was fellowship with the king of kings, with Christ. She sat at his feet. And this woman intentionally sat and communed with him. And this is a call to every one of us. That we must be intentional in cultivating this relationship with our God. Because we are called to fellowship with him. Grow in revelation. Because the more you know him, actually, the more you know yourself. And the more you know yourself, the more you know your purpose. And the more you know your purpose, the more you find yourself operating in that purpose. Hallelujah. So this year, 2023, make it a priority. Really to just grow in revelation. Grow in knowing who he is. You know some young people sometimes ask, Pastor, how can, I, how can I love Jesus? How can I love him? Well, it begins by meeting him first and getting to know him. Getting to know him. How do you know him? You know him through reading his word. You know him through fellowship with others. S- through attending Bible studies, you get to know him. The first time I came here last year, I was just, no, just some African guy that came to church. But now, I'm getting to know some of you. I may not remember names, but I remember faces. I may mix up the names, but I remember faces. Carson, your son, asked me, do you remember my name? That was so touching to me. It's like he actually said, I remember, I know you. Do you remember my name? And that was just so touching. It really was. So we are called to fellowship with Christ. Number three, we are called to participate in the harvest. We are called to participate in the harvest. You and I, therefore, have the responsibility to let go of our jars for an overflowing well. This woman came to get water for herself. The jar can only get so much. Just enough for her to drink, just enough for her to bathe, to wash her clothes. But Jesus had a greater vision for her, which was, being a well of living waters. And this woman was so willing to let go of her jar. I came to tell somebody in here, you need to let go of your jar. Let go of your small vision for his greater vision. Amen? Amen? Let go of your small expectations and allow his greater expectations to overwhelm you. Amen? It's crazy to think this woman just left her water jar. And Wendon caused revival. The greatest evangelist in the community of the Samaritans was this woman. This woman, who had had five husbands, and the husband she had was not her husband. This woman, who was popular in the community for wrong reasons, and so nobody even wanted to hang out with her. That's why she went to the well alone. So unqualified, according to human standards. But she became the greatest evangelist of Samaria. Because she let go of her jar. Every one of us carries water jars wherever we go. Those jars could be anything. I came to tell you that God says, let go of your jar and allow me to give you the water of life. So you become a well. Hallelujah. And I'd like to make a note that this is before the cross. And when you read, you go further in the scriptures, two chapters, three chapters after this, John 7, 37, Jesus says, those who believe in me, out of them shall flow rivers of living waters. And he says, this, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, which was not yet released because he wasn't yet glorified. Well, guess what? The cross, we are past the cross. And therefore, Christ, is glorified, and the Holy Spirit is here. And so each one of us is a well of living waters that has to overflow, that has to flow to our neighbors, our loved ones, and everyone we meet. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Will you let go of that jar? And be part of the harvest. Be part of the harvest. As I was talking yesterday, getting to know Jared, he came to Africa, and we only spent like maybe two minutes. <laughs> we didn't even know each other. But but talking through yesterday and hearing what you guys are doing, and and your trip to Europe, to Poland, and everybody that is participating in that. I'm telling you, that is a great thing. That's being part of the harvest. Be a participant, not just a spectator. Be a participant. Participate in this end-time harvest. Because Jesus says the harvest is ready. It is ready just for us to go in and be part of the reapers that will reap this great harvest. Amen? With that, I want to say, don't underestimate the power of your testimony. Because John 4 verse 39 in our text says, the man said to the woman, we believe, he is a Christ because of your word. They believe because of our word. And then a few verses later, in verse 42, the Bible says, "They say to her, "Now we believe Him because we have heard Him ourselves." So your testimony is a great, is, 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 is important in bringing people to Christ. It is, don't underestimate it. Don't underestimate your testimony. To God be the glory. Amen. So these were my three points. Number one, we are called to the love of Christ. Number two, we are called to fellowship with Christ. And number three, we are called to participate in the great harvest. We are called to participate in the great harvest. If You hear of a mission strip, please. Jump in. it, Of course, having heard from God. And I'll tell you what God is saying right now. He said, go, yes. Somebody says, which part of go don't you get? The G or the O? <laughs> it's loud and clear. Go. Go. Into all the world. And preach the gospel. Make disciples of men. Make disciples of men. But beloved of the Lord, here's the reality. You cannot do it without you understanding the love of Christ. can't do it without understanding his love. You can't effectively do it without being in fellowship with him. No, you can't. You can't effectively do it without understanding that you are part of the end time harvest and without you letting go of your own program and allow his program take over hallelujah to god be the glory amen i like us to stand thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then sings my soul, my Savior, God, to thee. How great thou, how great. Then sings my soul then sings my soul. How great. But singing one more time then sings my soul then. Sings my soul, my savior, God to thee. How great thou, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, then sings. My soul, my Savior, God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. I just want to pray for people that are saying, I want to have a burning desire to know him more. Like I, wanna, I want his fire to be rekindled within me. I want to pray for people that are saying, I want to let go of my job. I want to submit to his vision. I want to let go of my own vision and submit to his vision. Some of you, God has been calling you for a long time to step out. And you've resisted, Well, this is a day. This is a day. And just like this woman had no idea when she was coming to the world that this was going to be the day that she was going to be turned into the greatest evangelist, well, this is your day. This is that day. I'm not going to call you up here. I'm just going to pray with you. And right where you are, just, just begin to pray. Let's all pray. Just thank him for the word. Thank him for the opportunity to be reminded that we need to let go and we need to develop a desire within us that the fire of God be rekindled within us. Lord, I pray right now for that backslidden soul, dear God. It may not be, oh God, west backsliding, oh God, like, like, fornication or something it could just be simple not reading the bible anymore not loving to pray anymore but lord we thank you that your grace is in this place and that we're all being restored oh god and that fire within us is being rekindled oh god and that it will burn once again oh god That people in this place will begin to desire to read your word, will begin to desire to pray and to get to know you more and more. That intentionally, dear God, will set out time where it's only you and us, oh God. And the name that is above every other name, oh God. Father, we thank you for the grace to let go, oh God, of our own visions, oh God, and surrender to your greater vision, dear God. In the name of Jesus, God, like this woman let go of her jar, dear God. May we let go of our small jars, dear God, and surrender to what you have for us, dear God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We give you praise, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to pray for our loved ones that are not yet saved right now. We thank you that your love locates us, oh God. You took time out, Jesus, to meet this woman at the well. We thank you that our loved ones, oh God, will meet you at whatever well, oh God. Whether the well be a Walmart, oh God, or the well be a hospital room, oh God, or a jail cell, or a rehab center, oh God, wherever you will meet them, dear God, we continue believing and trusting you, O oh God, that you will touch them. In the name of Jesus Christ, that you will touch them, O oh God. Lord, I pray for everyone who may not be well right now. I declare healing over them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder, O oh God, this morning, O oh God, in the class of the supernatural, Lord, that we are called, O oh God, and sent out to heal the sick, O oh God. We heal the sick right now. You say it in your word, of oh God, that we declare a thing and it shall be established. We decree and declare divine health and divine healing right now, dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare, we declare the name of Jesus. We declare the name of Jesus over everything, oh God. We declare the name of Jesus. We declare the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name, oh God. Thank you, Father. Be magnified, be glorified. There is no name like your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank
0: you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a beautiful name. I don't know about you. I loved the first Oscar, but I love the Oscar. That's a part of Kingsfire Church a little bit more. He just took. Some <laughs> we love you, brother. Appreciate you just flowing as the Spirit led you. I don't know if you can just. Uh, my heart's so open right now, it's hard to know what to say and what not to say. But I just want to encourage you this morning. He said he was bringing a word of reminding. How long will it be before you need to be reminded of what was just shared with us this morning? I think it's different for all of us. But certainly by tomorrow morning when you wake up, make sure, if not before then, at least by then, there's a moment where you allow, just pause your day, your alarm goes off, just pause it for long enough to say, Lord, what did we just hear? What did our brother bring to us? What was it that he's speaking to you right now? I hope you've received something from him this morning not from my brother but from the lord and just the thing about reminding is it's a continuous reality it's continuous cuz the world's going to have plenty of other things to fill that space that you have to push aside and say no i want to be reminded about my purpose where my strength is from what this last bit of time left on planet earth needs to be about so that we can advance this kingdom cuz the harvest is it's Ripe then is ripe now. And so I just want to encourage you. I don't know about you, but I'm just so, I feel honored. I don't know how else, to, what other words to use, that we get to be, as a little church here in Ulster County, New York, we get to be associated, connected to, but also to have a harvest coming to us from where we've placed our seed in such good ground in a continent as far away as Africa to see to see those chiefs was a blessing to see those chiefs with all the color and everything. But I tell you what blessed my heart, and I felt like it blessed the heart of this body greater than that, was to see all those young chaplains, 250 plus, right, on the steps of that, of that uh, gathering spot, knowing that their mission is to raise up others. I mean, imagine ministering straight to the king's. I feel like it's just it's a it's a miraculous opportunity. There's a, there's a window, there's a crack in the door that was left open, and the light of the gospel is coming in. And we're just so grateful to have, I mean, I don't know if you know that, but as Kingsfire Church on our board sits, Philip Smethurst, he's one of our board members for this church. And so you wonder why we have a heart for the nations, why we bring in folks that tell us about these opportunities and why we give generously. Um, it's because we're privileged, we're blessed, we're honored to know that we have this kind of ground to sow our finances into and so we're not gonna back in the day we would pass an offering basket now or put something at the front to bring but we have a space at the back as you leave you can write a check you can give with card you can give cash put it in an envelope write Oscar anything that you give that you would like to go to Overland Missions and to Oscar specifically make sure you earmark it memo it designate it to go to him and it will all go to him we don't skim a little off the top because he spoke at our fellowship now this is your seed straight into the harvest of what our brother wants to do and uh he couldn't share everything that obviously some of the testimonies and things that are that god's using him for that we got to share privately it's just amazing when muslim kings come to a christian conference god is doing something something significant in the continent and so with that i just want to encourage you he'll probably have some folks around him but uh if you see other people waiting to say hi try not to monopolize his time say hello bless him and leave room for someone else I'd love for as many of you guys to have a chance just to say hi and, uh, and welcome him. And now we know that we can send him out from King's Fire Church uh, as, a, as a voice that goes beyond our walls. And so we love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day. Be safe. Let the light shine. And if you see someone's face that you don't recognize, why don't you fix that? Get to know their name. Say hello. And uh, we love you guys. We'll see you in, uh, in a week. God bless.